Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by RCN Capital, direct financing for real estate investors. RCN Capital offers unique loan programs, including fix and flip financing, bridge financing, and long-term financing for rental properties to ensure your clients are covered. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition, another episode of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. And today, very, very excited to talk to a, a currently Fuse attendee here. Um, she is a mortgage broker with Future Home Loans. Her name is Elizabeth Cassidy. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. You got uh, you got a very white kitchen. Is that a kitchen that you're at? This is office? my office. That That's I your mean. office. Yes. I like it. I mean, if, you're, if you're watching, if you're watching, the background's really cool. That's kind of what I was looking for there. But uh, we won't talk about your decor because it's great. So, but we're going to talk about mortgages today. Um, so, do me a favor, Elizabeth. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people know you. Um, some people don't, and that's okay. But do me a favor and give us a little background on yourself. Give us, you know, like, and don't be afraid to get too detailed with this because the reason why I love this question is I like how people use either prior, um, prior employment, prior earnings, whatever it is that helped them get into this industry and help them take it to a different level from where you're at. So give me your background. Tell me your story. So I was first and foremost, I was in the Air Force shortly after high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, like most people, there wasn't anything like super patriotic burning about me. I was just like, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. And I was actually watching a documentary special with my dad one day about females in basic training. And I was like, that looks really cool. And he looks at me, he's like, you could never survive that. And I was like, oh, bet I'll go do it. So I did. So that's why I joined the military. Um, I served just under four years. I was pregnant with my um, second daughter and my husband was on his way to Afghanistan for deployment. And so I left a little bit early than my enlistment with my pregnancy. Um, and then we've been 12 years now, 13 years. Um, my husband's still military. Um, he's in the reserves now. So we now call Florida home home, the office that you were talking about. We just built our, what we would call our forever house. I don't know if it'll be our forever house, but we just built our house um, during COVID, which was really fun. That's the, I recommend it to everyone that wants, you know, a lot of stress in your life, build a house during COVID. So we landed here in Florida in 2019. Um, and before that, I was actually a real estate agent and I was awful. I was so- <laughs> what? Why were you awful? Tell me why I... you were awful. I have a mouth on me, man. And I could not keep my face from showing that I thought a house was ugly. I would walk in and be like, oh, I got a contractor that can paint these walls. Like, look at this craziness. And they're like, we, we love the walls. And I was like, of course you do. So <laughs> I was good at sales. I was good at negotiating. I was good at all the other things. I was not good at respecting the emotions of my buyers. And so that was like, I would walk in to help people get their house ready for listing. And I was like, this furniture is ugly. That's terrible. This needs to move. And they're like, this is our home. We want you to feature it. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't want to sell it when it looks like this. It looks bad. So I was okay. I, I thought I was bad. I did 20 real estate transactions in my first year. And I was actually, I have a background in mathematics. Not that that really aligns with mortgage, but I guess, I guess we throw numbers around all day for fun. 
Um, and so when I, when my husband left active duty in 2018, um, he went into private sector for the type of work that he's in. And we, I was in the process of kind of dabbling into mortgage. I knew I still wanted to be in the real estate world, but I did not like driving around all day. And I did not like keeping a straight face when it comes to how ugly or not, not good. I thought a house was for someone. So I had started kind of playing with the thought of going into mortgage. And then when we moved out to Florida in 2019, I was eight months pregnant with my, my third um, kiddo and we moved out in July and that fall I completed my mortgage licensing stuff and hit the ground running like the month before COVID hit um, in the mortgage industry. And this month I will hit my 500th closing. So I've, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I've, so I've in three years, it's about three years, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, is my math right on this one? Yeah. You've had 500 closings? Yeah. Yeah. I That's was in retail. Number. When I very first started, I was in retail. And I remember I was in a Facebook group in Florida complaining about how I was having to rake veterans over the being, being prior military and my husband being military. I naturally gravitate to other military families. And I remember I was complaining about like it's stupid we're charging three thousand dollars worth of like origination and processing fees when i we also get paid on like the mortgage side like this is dumb this is a ripoff and um robert lynn who's the ceo of future noticed that and chimed in at me kind of told me to like tone it down a little bit which almost four years later he's still telling me to tone it down a little bit <laughs> but um yeah if he hears or watches this he'll be like that's valid mm -hmm. but um he was like hey there is another way i'm not trying to recruit you if you ever wanted to talk about what it looks like on the other side but you're just getting your feet wet you need to learn all you can learn in the mortgage world regardless of where you are right now and as soon as i heard about it about moving from retail to broker i was like this is a no-brainer like i am not in the business of ripping people off i'm in the business of helping people so quickly made the jump and yeah, I closed three transactions on the retail side before I came over into the broker world and then pivoted. Um, I really focus on purchase, which is primarily even this year with the year that we've all had, I'll end the year with like 150 purchase transactions. So that's that's where that's, it is. That's insane. That's an insane amount of number. That's an insane number. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of one, two o'clock in the morning emails. I'll normally have like a quick cat nap for like three hours, like 10 to one. And then if my brain starts, I'm up and I'm just, I'm, I'm cranking it out for the day. So <laughs> now what, uh, when, when it comes to this stuff, what lenders are you mainly using for, so, for your, for your loans? United Wholesale, obviously, I mean, with their turn times and how quickly they are to resolve issues, I get the privilege of serving on their loan officer advisory panel. So I work with the best minds. To me, I think I'm the smallest fish in that room when I walk in. So I walk in and I'm pretty tight lipped, which is again, not common for me, but I like to keep it quiet and walk in and just learn from everyone. Um, I recently just started using the loan store and they've been pretty awesome. They're, they're pretty quick and, and good on, good on my people. Plaza and EPM are both really awesome, especially when it comes to helping those really sticky, not the best veteran clients. I mean, it's primarily, obviously that's what I do. And I have some military that are, they've had some junk in their history and 
EPM and um, Plaza, both of them, they'll take those all day long. And so obviously I try to share the wealth and make sure that they get some of the good clean, you know, hey, here's a 750 credit score, 20% debt ratio, drool all over this. But thank you for handling all the garbage any other time that you do. But no, Eddie Perez has one of the, like the most genuine hearts for helping anyone. And I closed, it was actually during UWM Live, um, we got a clear to close on a homeless veteran and it was with EPM. So immediately I sent out correspondence to all of them, letting them know that I had the veteran on the phone bawling his eyes out. They were living in hotels. So any, any wholesaler that takes that underwrites VA loans with logic and a heart, you have my attention. I'll make sure to give you a chance at least once. That's awesome. Now, when it comes to VA loans, because obviously you're 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 definitely an expert when it when it comes to this stuff. How, I mean, everyone. Let's just say this: everyone knows the basics, right? Like within reason. Well, I would like to say everyone knows the basics, but they don't. Uh, <laughs> but how did you? How did you? How did you Say that again. I get the phone calls. I get the calls from the other brokers and I want that. Like, if you don't know how to do something, call, email, post it in brokers are better. Like, I don't want to know that a veteran was denied on any mortgage broker's watch if we did not exhaust all of it. And sometimes that means calling in the experts. I'm not keeping a, you know, a little black book of like dumb loan officers that called me asking questions, but I just, I want to know and I want to help. And I know that there's other people in brokers are better that want to too. So yeah. That's my yeah. point. Well, VA has all of this other like exceptions. They have different ways of doing things. Um, and I've been, I've been privy to some of them, you know, with waivers and how did you become the expert in that? Like, how did you take it from just like a, a basic knowledge of what's going on with VA to, to this whole new where you're closing 150 transactions a year, just on purchases in a down market? Vetted VA has been a huge advocate for yeah. what we do in the VA world. And I've been a member of Vetted VA since, July, August of 2020. So I've been able to learn right alongside with Christopher Griffith. I've been able to help with writing a lot of the content, giving my feedback, reading through articles that they put out, you know, getting and just being able to collaborate with all of the other people in there. I mean, there are things that happen on VA loans here in Florida that don't necessarily happen in other parts of the country. So building a network of people that are my friends and that we all can bounce back and forth. Um, Leroy is someone that comes to mind. He's a friend and a huge advocate. I call him once a week, maybe, you know, two, three times a month at least with questions. Like it's, I know that I don't know all of it. I know a lot of it. And I also know who to go to if I don't know all of it. So I fear that unfortunately at this point, the VA um, Regional Loan Center here in St. Pete has my name on like a first name basis. When they see my phone number come across, they're like, dang it, this girl again. <laughs> but I do, I questions and I don't, I'm not stupid enough to assume that I already know what it is if I haven't done it a hundred times over again. Um, and I also keep a tight, close niche with a lot of the heads of VA underwriting with the lenders that I really like using. I got to sit down with the head of VA at UWM back in August and talk about how in most states, if that state has something to do with tax exemptions, even if it's a waiting period, the state of Florida's waiting period, United Wholesale will go ahead and remove that from debt ratios ahead of time. So it's all about having those conversations to find out what's the newest and latest and greatest. I mean, I know that these wholesalers want to put out every bit of marketing on every cool feature that they're doing. There's just not enough time in the day. 
So having the relationships with them and to be able to call them up front and be like, what are you doing about this problem? What are you doing about this? What's the solution here? That's, I think, part of why we're able to do what we do. I, I, I just, I bug people. I, that's the short answer. So if you want to just crop everything else I just said out and just be like the answer is she bothers people. I'm totally no. <laughs> that, that, that's good too like no and, and you know and, and it's i think it's an industry-wide thing where we don't like being wrong right or we don't like um we don't like being told no and i look at this way closed mouths don't get fed why not ask the question like why not just push it to its max and oh well who cares if you get told no at least you can sleep at night thinking i did everything i possibly could mm-hmm. i've been known to flip a table or two like that's not that's <laughs> me figuratively speaking but yeah i i've been known to uh, cause a scene when it comes to when it comes to veterans and like i said it at fuse i got to speak on a panel with um jay and jason and mike and um mike cox originated it with all of us and i was like hey like the question that you need to ask everyone involved is why was that veteran good enough to die for you? And they weren't good enough to buy this house or why are they good enough to die for you? But they're not good enough for you to accept the, you know, this letter of explanation stating that, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. Like, I promise you, they're good people. They deserve, they deserve a house. And I'll, I'll flip a table or two to make sure that that happens. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to ask you a question kind of going off script here a little bit. Um, why, and, and with you being a former realtor, although you said you were not a good one, but still a former, a former realtor, why is it that, in your opinion, do realtors hate VA loans? There's that big stigma out there that they won't accept VA loans. Why, why do you think that is? The majority of it is because they, some point along the line, they were misinformed about one small, teeny, tiny piece of it. So in order to avoid the potential chaos, they just avoided it at all costs. And I'll give you an example. I just closed a VA purchase mid-October. It was for this sweet woman who was a widow. Um, she was using her late husband's benefit to buy a new property. And the house that they fell in love with would not take VA. She had the financial means to go conventional or FHA, but she didn't want to. The rates are better. VA, I don't have to deal with mortgage insurance. We don't have to. It's, it's truly going to save them the most money and be the most financially beneficial for them. So I called the listing agent and I was like, okay, here's the deal. We can go, you know, a different loan type, but I'm telling you right now, I'm ordering the appraisal as a VA appraisal and they were all up in arms. You know what it came down to? The water heater is from 2015. The VA will say no to that. I'm like, where did you come up with that? Like, and her answer was someone told me. Okay, so someone told you, someone told you wrong. It's okay for us to have bad information. I've noticed that that's honestly the majority of the reason is because they were told something maybe their first 90 days in training when they first became a real estate agent and for some of these realtors they've been hanging out a time or two that could have been from like the 1990s i'm like okay so we're working off a 25 year old mindset all right let's fix this so some of them just have bad information and what they don't understand is that as the times have changed the va loan has changed so there's different regulations and there's different ways to combat things not a lot of realtors know that you can also go to the VA and petition for basic changes when it comes to repairs that are requested. If the veteran can attest like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll handle that trip hazard when I close, but I'm okay with closing beforehand, the VA will say yes. Like they are right. 
thankfully they're using a lot more logic and not so much just, you know, paperwork and, you know, documentation in there that you call the VA regional center in your area. And chances are, you're going to talk to someone that knows how to get around it or a, a loophole, not, I shouldn't say a loophole because it's not cheating anything, but they know that there's exceptions to everything. But unfortunately there's just a lot of agents that they don't know that the VA has evolved that way. So they're stuck in past mindsets. I actually teach continuing education in Brevard County for VA home loans. So I, any class I teach, I have anywhere from 10 to 50 real estate agents. I taught one at my local association back in September and they were, I want to say 57 real estate agents that came and all of them just want education. And truly I tell them, I'm like, I am not naive enough to think that I can do every single VA loan that this County or this state has to offer. There's no way I would die, but I want you guys to use me as a resource. And I want every single person in this room to step out of there with a little bit more confidence, knowing that you can check that box on the MLS stating that you will take VA loans. Some of them, Truly, they can't. Like the roof is caved in. There's no kitchen. Toilets are gone. There's no flooring. Like the VA will not say yes to that because it's not a safe environment for the veteran to live. But the majority of it is just education. And so three years ago, when I couldn't get an offer accepted to save my life, and I was pissing a lot of people off because I was giving out pre-approval letters on conventional and then ordering the appraisal VA. And as long as that value came back, I was flipping it to VA all day long. But I quickly learned that there's a better way to do it if we just educate up front. So I worked with some of my colleagues in Vetted VA and got material together, got it approved with the state, got a you know local school to make sure that we were doing everything in compliant. And we do, we teach and we teach to realtors. I'm hoping to start teaching to consumers next year, but for right now, I knew that the place to get more traction was to teach real estate agents and that's what we do. Gotcha. Well, let me let me do a little role playing with you here because I think this is big. So what if I'm a realtor mm -hmm. and you call me and say, hey, Mark, you know, uh, I would really like to take this person VA or why was VA not an option on this listing? And I just say, I heard the appraisals are too tough. What do you say to that? Like what like in a, in a true role playing? I'm a realtor. I say, hey, no, I'm not accepting VA because I heard the appraisals are too tough. I would tell them that I've done 380 VA loans in three years. And out of all of that, less than 2% have canceled due to the VA appraisal. And all of the ones that did cancel were strictly because the veteran did not have time to go through the reconsideration of value process. And I would let them know there's, there's three chances that I get at that appraisal, not just one. I get to go through Tidewater. If we find out that the loan is coming in too low, even if it's a hundred bucks, they're going to tell me. So we get to provide comps. If you want to get ahead of that, give me your comps now. Like I trust that you price the house correctly. You trust that you price the house correctly. Give me your comps so I can get ahead of that. And if it still comes back too low, I can go right to the VA and we cut out that appraiser respectfully. Like we, they still did the job. We're still going to make sure that they get compensated, mm -hmm. but we go to another, another set of eyes and we look at it. I've never not had a reconsideration of value come back valid, at least bringing it a portion of the way up. Then the sellers and the agents are kind of like, yeah, maybe pushing the envelope a little bit at value on this. Um, but I just, I let them know that I have a very good track record of fighting on those VA appraisals. And like, you're right. Like what you're saying is not, not true. They used to be really, really strict on those VA appraisals. But now, as long as, the, as long as it's not something that is like slapping your face, a serious safety concern, the day that they go to move into the house, the veteran can take care of it after closing. We just have to let the VA know and they're good with it. That's awesome. I love that. Stats, facts, boom, here. This is what I've done. 
you're the one not basically doing your job. Let's just be honest here. You know, yeah. you're you're the one just old school, don't understand you because you would think that these these realtors would be up to speed on this stuff, always contacting, you know, different brokers, different banks, whatever, whoever their loan officer is, even though it should be a broker, you know, and trying to get that that leg up and knowing that VA is probably the most safest loan to go. Yes, it is. And I, t I tell people, I ripped this phrase from Jackie Dunlap. Shout out to my girl if she's listening. But I heard her say at a, at a conference years ago, she's like, look, I, you as the real estate, you have your best friend. I know who, I know that you have a best friend. Just let me be your backup. And I tell agents that all the time. I'm like, look, don't cheat on your best friend with me. I don't want that kind of baby mama drama in my life. Just bring me your veterans. I know how to take care of them. And honestly, that's all I want to do. I'm not going to call and harass you and bug you about your FHA or your conventional. Those consumers just do great loan officers as well. And I trust that you already have that relationship with someone that is already taking care of them. Just make sure that your veterans come to me because I know how to make sure that those loans will get closed. Love it. Love it. I have a lot of agents that only bring me their VA and they're very honest about it. And I'm honest and telling them like, that's what I want. That is honest to goodness what I want. Perfect. Well, okay. Last thing on the VA side of things, if you have uh, a fellow broker out there that maybe isn't too familiar with VA or maybe a little bit scared, instead of just saying, Hey, listen, you know, throwing stats at them. Like what, what should our community know that they don't know that that can serve veterans better as a whole? Number one, find resources, find a group of people that are going to help you find a way to ask questions. Social media is the way of the world. Mm -hmm. VA also has a page for just professionals. And when I get nosy and start looking in there, I think there's more real estate agents in there than there are mortgage professionals. I could be wrong, but a lot of the questions that I see in that page are on the real estate side for some reason. Um, like wanting to know if this will be an issue on a VA appraisal, you know, the things that you can just tell, at least for me, being on both sides of the house, I'm like, oh, that's a realtor that's asking that question. That's not something that would be top of mind for a loan officer. So go into an organization like that. And there's a, there are a lot of other Facebook groups that also focus on how to serve military and veterans. I personally like vetted VA. Obviously, I've been in the community for years, but I also like the fact that they keep everything very, very aboard. There will never be any flirting with mortgage fraud. There'll never be any like, hey, here's how to like, kind of cheat and skirt the rules. I, I can't tell you how many horror stories I hear from lenders that were smart enough to coin the word veteran in their name. And I'm not trying to get a suit here, Mark. But um, lenders that were smart enough to coin the word veteran in their name that are telling veterans to lie on letters of explanation. That would never happen in the broker world and that would never happen in the, the vetted VA world. So use that as a resource. Use the Brokers Are Better Facebook page as a resource. Connect with like, go reach out to your state captains and connect with other people that do a lot of VA business. Like there's not a lot of us, but those of us that do, we like to make sure that people know to use this as a resource. Just build friends. Like you got to show up to things like Fuse. You have to show up to things like, the, the event that EPM puts on or the event that Windsor just put on or UWM Live, you have to show up to places like that to build your network. Then you're going to start to have people that you can go to and talk to. If, if you're a part of a big company, like find out who your VA gurus are at your own company and start talking to them. But there's, there's plenty of resources. If I hear people that tell me like, oh, I just don't know anything about VA. Well, I want to hear what you've 
done to try to learn, like go to YouTube. There's tons of YouTube channels out there. If I had more time in the day, I would make one myself, but <laughs> there's, there's tons. I'd be censored. Like every like third video would be like, three words. like you're in trouble. <laughs> but well, there are I, I love it. I love it. Cause everything you do, you always say it goes back to your, and I'm saying what you said. I'm not saying you have one. You said it always goes back to your mouth. Oh, it does. Oh, I'll be, I'm known for it. Like I will sometimes wake up saying WTF and my husband's like, Oh, here we go. You know, that, that clip on Yellowstone where the guy walks out and he's like, I don't have the energy for you today. Unfortunately, that's right. how at the VA some days when I wake up, I'm like, I don't have the energy for this nonsense today, but y'all want to tango. So let's tango. Um, I love it. I also serve on the um, VA panel with, with um aim with gay matt so mm -hmm. we were actually during the advocacy trip this past summer we got to sit down with the essentially the heads of va um john bell was in the room terry was in the room and we got to just ask them like nitty gritty serious questions like hey what are we doing to resolve these issues so they know they know about it they know that we're vocal and they know that we're not stopping I'm probably not going to stop being as vocal as I am about VA loans until the day that Congress needs to call a VA expert into the room. They turn to brokers and to a place like AIM instead of calling on Veterans United. Yes. Then I'll, I then agree. I'll... <laughs> well, let's, let's go to your, your committees, your panels and all that stuff, because uh, I, I've said this before. I wasn't at Fuse. I had something pop up. We're not talking about it. It's fine. I'm fine. Everyone's good. But yeah. uh, you were at Fuse. So Let's talk about Fuse first. So what was, tell me about your experience with Fuse 6. What, like, what's your takeaways from it? So that was my very first one, believe it or not. Oh. And I've been in the mortgage world almost, the, well, the broker world, this will be my fourth year. Um, I had lost a pregnancy during the, the one two years ago. And last year I had just had a baby. So I was so bummed last year my bit my daughter was born on september 5th and so she just turned one um but fuse was i want to say like the 29th 30th of september yeah. and so i'm like in my room trying to like put on like my work pants and see if i can like get out there and go and my husband's like could you sit down you had a baby three weeks ago you're not going to this conference in vegas so that was my first one and just being able to walk into number one to see the amount of like attention to detail inputs in there just to make everything feel like it definitely does not feel like a low budget event and that's something that i think is important because it keeps the energy in the room going that when you feel like there are good people behind an event that have put good money into making it a good event everyone just tends to get more out of it um i really love the fact that all of the vendors were there but not only the vendors like these wholesalers did not send just like salesman reps to go stand at their booth like you walk past Windsor and the CEO of Windsor was standing right there. Like the CEO of UWM was there, the CEO of EPM. I got to sit down and have a meeting with the CEO of Plaza to talk about VA stuff that we wanted to get done. So like the people that are the heads of the snakes at all of our wholesalers that we like to partner with, they were the people that were there and they wanted our feedback directly. That was very impactful for me. For me personally, I know that I'm a big enough mouth that if I wanted to get someone's attention and to make some noise about something, I could do it. But I know that there's a lot of brokers out there that don't, they just don't have the gusto behind them maybe. And I say that very nicely. They just, they don't have the, the gusto to go and, and make noise when they see an issue at Plaza. They just, they think that's, that's how it is. And I'm just going to have to adapt my business. 
So knowing that all of those people got direct access to the people that can make changes for what we need in the broker community, that was really awesome to see that was that was going on. That's great. Well, your your panel, I know because I've heard a lot about it, killed it. You guys did a phenomenal job. So tell me about your panel. What was your takeaways on your panel? Or what should at least someone take away from if, if they were in your VA summit? So the VA summit as a whole was really, I think it really tugged on the heartstrings of a lot of people that should probably focus just a bit more energy on VA loans. And I'm not saying that that means we're all going to turn into becoming these VA experts and go teach a bunch of CE and go, you know, cause a bunch of havoc over at the VA, but it brought a more human realistic side to VA lending for people to understand, like, these are truly veterans that they will not get the time or attention at the bank and they will not get the time or attention, even at some of these large call center lenders that claim that they're oh so great for VA loans. So it's our job to treat them like they're actual real life humans and humanize the mortgage process for them because most veterans have these issues with calling the VA. They think everything with the VA is hectic and crazy. And I can tell you as a veteran myself, most of the time it is. So hearing, there were, I think four panels before me, um, hearing all of the people up on stage talk about how easy they make it for veterans. I hope the message was very, very clear to those in the room that were listening, that VA loans are not scary and you have resources to talk to when you need help figuring out how to get them put through the process. We can make it very, very easy for you. You just have to raise your hand and we'll know that you need some help and we'll make it easy. And first couple of times we'll walk you through it and then you'll be confident enough to do it yourself. That's what we want. I want a ton of, a ton of brokers and a ton of, I mean, at this point, like even if retail originators decided to stop being a pain in my butt, I'm using non <laughs> words, Katie Sweeney, you're welcome. <laughs> Even if retail originators decided to stop being so like condescending on VA loans, like just change attitude about it. That's really what I think, I hope we accomplished in that room was for people to change their attitude surrounding the VA loan. That's awesome. I love it. Any, okay. So this is the last question I'm going to ask you because we're all busy. I mean, you have 150 transactions this year, which is amazing. So we know you're busy. Um, but I want to ask you one more question, then we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, if you could give someone one piece of advice of why to come to Fuse, what would it be? Why to come to Fuse? Yeah. Vegas is not a place for kids. You get kid free. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, it's if I, granted, this is a mission at my company next year. I need more people to do that. You will not build confidence if you do not have a network of people. Your network of people needs to expand past the company that you work with. Some brokers are at like mom and pop shops where it's maybe them, one of the loan officer, maybe a processor. Like you're not going to build a network of people with that. Like that's your core. That's your family. But you need friends as well. You need other people that are colleagues and that are resources. Any, any relationship that I have built in the broker world has not been through social media. It has been through meeting these people face to face. So they've become friends of mine. They've become people that I can text with and shoot the shit. You know, when rates come out, we get that 17th email of the day from UWM saying rates are on the right. I'm like, dang it. So yeah. these are people that are our friends and you're not going to meet that or develop that if you don't go. What I tell people that are new and granted I was new, but this is not my new first seminar, so to speak. 
So what I tell people is like, take as many notes as humanly possible. And before you re-pick up your day-to-day work that you're going to do, read through your notes and take away three things that you think are important and vital to impact in your business. You're going to get way more information than you need or could ever know what to do with and use. All you need are like two or three minor tweak changes. Some of them can be really, really mild. The phrase that I use to this day that I talked about earlier from Jackie Dunlap, I learned at a conference similar to Fuse. And that has been able to win me real estate agent relationships because I use that. And if I was not in the room learning from people like that, I would have never picked up on that little phrase. So it's it is. It truly is. It's simple, but effective. And it obviously works. So, mm-hmm. well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you to you and your husband for both of your service. Thank uh, you. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Not, not enough words for that. Um, thank you for coming on. I mean, just your time is, is very, yeah. very important to us. Thank you for being part of Fuse. So obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're great for the industry just because you, you're, you're giving your time away. And sometimes that's the most valuable thing. So uh, just, just from on behalf of AIM and behalf of, all the brokers out there, thank you today. Thank you so much for having me. I like talking about this. And I said no dirty words, Katie. So we need to take notes. <laughs> I'll make sure she knows after I get off, I'll text her. Uh, so brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, rate our podcast, download it, leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. Elizabeth, as, as easily as I can say this, you're definitely one of the better brokers out there. So thank you again. Well, thank you. You are too. No, thanks. All right, guys. Have a great day. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues. Join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.